I think if you're in the right environment, also in the right company culture that is um, open, that is um, supportive, and also if you surround yourself with supportive people, I think it's possible to work part-time but still have it all. I am very appreciative to have as my ninth guest, Lily Luong, as part of the It's Possible series in conjunction with Canada Career Month. Lily is a project manager for organizational culture in the tech industry, where she began her career in HR over a decade ago. While working full-time, she also studied and graduated top of her class from a master's program in business psychology in 2019, for which she wrote the twice award-winning master thesis on social competencies in top sharing. I will speak with Lily about the findings of her research, but as she just recently returned to work after being on parental leave, we will also touch on the transferable skills she learned from her transition into a working mom. Hello, Lily. Welcome to the show. Hi, Karen. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. It is so nice to see you. And um, for anybody who might not know you yet, Lily, could you please introduce yourself in the Working Out Loud method with five facts? Of course. But first, I would like to start by saying thank you, Karen, not only for having me on the show and also, you know, I know it's the final episode of this It's Possible series, but also for, you know, putting so much work and so much effort into contributing to Canada Career Month. And I've listened to the other speakers uh, who came before me and I thought it was really, really interesting. And I'm sure everyone who shared their insights was so interesting and um, inspirational for our for your viewers, for uh, your listeners as well. So thanks a lot for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is very kind for you to say. Okay, so let's start um, with the five facts about me. So fact number one is I was born and raised in Germany and I currently live in a lovely city called Heidelberg together with my husband and my one-year-old son. Fact number two, um, so what I do for a living is I manage people and culture projects at a German software company called SAP. And um, that's fact number three now. I just recently returned from parental leave. I was on parental leave for a whole year. And um, now I'm in a very lucky and comfortable situation that my husband is on parental leave uh, for six months even. And um, I know my son is in capable and good hands. <laughs> um, I would say fact number four refers to my life before the pandemic madness. So my most favorite activity was traveling. Um, last time I checked, I've visited 38 countries so far. Yes, it was great. Um, and I hope that when times are safer again, that um, this count goes up. And last but not least, fact number five, I think you're going to like that um, because I never mentioned that to you when we first spoke. Um, the paternal side of my family lives in Canada. So my grandmother, a lot of cousins, aunts and uncles, they live in Toronto, Montreal and in Vancouver. So Canada has a special place in my heart. Oh, that is so amazing. It is wonderful to hear that. And, you know, and thank you for sharing your five facts. And um, now, when I first got to know you, I learned that you had written a twice award winning master thesis about social competencies and top sharing. 
And now I know some people might know about job sharing, but maybe they might not know about top sharing or might not have ever heard about it. So could you please explain to our listeners what top sharing is? Sure. So yeah, let's start with job sharing first, I guess. Uh, so um, when you do job sharing, it's two employees working part-time on one full-time position. So that brings a lot of benefits, right? Um, there are many reasons for people to work part-time. Maybe they need to spend more time caring for a family member or they still study or they have like a side project they want to dedicate time to or they create like a side business as well. So there are many, many reasons. And it's such a good offering to have job sharing because you can still do your work and it's complementary to another person's part-time job. And um, yeah, it's, it's really rewarding working like this and also for the companies who offer that. So um, just to name a few um, benefits here, companies um, have access to a larger talent pool because they have access to the part-time workers as well. And also, um, this is a big competitive advantage, I would say, on the job market. Um, because when they compete for good talents, the best people out there, and they offer job sharing, um, I think that makes them really attract attractive as employers. So I think job sharing in itself is already a very interesting and promising concept. And now top sharing is the same thing on manager level. So you have two part-time working managers and they share one full-time position. And um, what I think is so beautiful about this idea is that normally you would um, associate leaders or managers um, with being present full-time. So it's a very demanding job. And you would think that they do a lot of overtime. They... Um, they have to be on all the time, right? But what about people who can only work part-time? So top sharing is a great solution for that. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I am so, you know, adamant that more people learn about job sharing and top sharing. And that's why I'm so happy that you're here today to tell our viewers and listeners more about it. And now... What I'm curious about is how did you actually get interested in the topic? Mm -hmm. So I was familiar with job, job sharing before, but I never heard of top sharing. Um, I came across top sharing at the company where I work because we offer that. We've been offering this for a few years now and it really, um, well, piqued my interest, I would say. That is, you know, and I, I love to hear this because to me, often these um, you know, types of flexible work are not that well known in a organization or maybe even in another country. And so that's why it's just great to just learn more and be able also at an early stage in somebody's career to learn about it. And now what I'd love to learn is um, your thesis. Could you share with our listeners some of the findings and what what was your, you know, what were you trying to learn within with your thesis? Mm -hmm. um, so when I learned more about top sharing, I thought it was too good to be true. There must be some caveat, right? Um, <laughs> and I could imagine that um, there are some unique challenges towards like for, for top sharing leaders compared to managers who manage alone, like in this classical way. And my hypothesis was that there are certain social competencies that are especially helpful when doing top sharing, working with another manager and leading together because you, you share your tasks, your responsibility, you share the same team. So there might be some potential for conflict. 
And I thought there might be some special um, social competencies that are very helpful when doing top sharing. What I did was I um, interviewed a few people. I spoke with um, current, but also former top sharing leaders. I spoke with experts in, in the field who have been dealing with this topic for a few years now. And um, I tried to ask for those social competencies. And they indeed told me a few that they think come in very handy. Um, so let me share some with you. Um, like one category, I think it's easy to imagine that it's going in the direction of um, social, like very social oriented competencies. Like if you're a good listener, if you're an empathetic person, or if you're a person who puts other people's um, needs and interests um, on top of yours, um, that does help in top sharing when you lead with another together with um, another person. Um, but also competencies that are more um, offensive or almost aggressive, I would say. So extroverts have it easier. Uh, definitely. And also people who um, are very decisive. So it's easy for them to make also tough decisions. Um, and also what I found interesting was uh, that it helps if, if you are open to conflict. So you don't shy away. You don't try to avoid conflict because you, you don't like it. But sometimes if there are any disagreements, it really helps to open the conversation. And you can only open it up if you don't um, shy away from conflicts, right? Um, so these were really interesting things that, that I got, those insights from the interviews that I conducted. But you might say that, okay, isn't, aren't those traits universal for all, for all managers? Um, yes, maybe, but there was another category that I found was, that was really interesting and very special to top sharing. So one major benefit of top sharing is when you have two leaders working together, they also learn from each other. They can give each other feedback. They um, they can coach each other, and this is like a major major benefit because they grow and evolve and just learn together. And to be able to do this, um, there are certain social competencies that help. Um, that would be like self awareness. You should be aware of your own behavior and why you display that behavior, and also understand the other person's behavior. And then when you give each other feedback, that you um, really understand it well and then put it in the right context. And yeah, that way, um, top sharing can be really, really successful. It was confirmed by the interviewees that I spoke with. And what I did with my findings is that I um, worked out some guidance for companies to know what social competencies to look for when they hire or train top sharing leaders. So that's in a nutshell, I would say. Well, that is amazing, Lily. And I'm so appreciative that you're sharing this with our audience because, you know, you know, some of the aspects might be, as you said, surprising. And it's really, um, you know, great to know. And I really hope that more people start looking into it because, as you have said, maybe job sharing might be a concept, but that there is it, you know, that it's possible to do it on a management level. It's just really, really awesome. And now for our um, viewers who may be young professionals mm -hmm. or just about to graduate from university based on your findings, and if they, you know, might be thinking one day to do top sharing, what advice would you give them? Mm -hmm. So, of course, um, if you want to take over a leadership position one day, it's important um, in top sharing to know for yourself what your leadership values are and also why you want to lead. So what's your leadership motivation? And that should be similar to your top sharing partner, of course. 
Um, and then, of course, based on my um, research as well, um, know your own social competencies and hopefully your partner um, has the matching ones as well. But there was one thing that I um, found out um, and that I also recommend to companies is to, you know, I, I recommended to them to provide a checklist of um, for employees to, to, to use before they apply for a top sharing position. And with that checklist, you really understand, do you really want to do top sharing? Are you the right person for that? Um, is this what you want? Is that the right motivation? Because not everybody is cut out for, you know, um, a team to work in a team um, as efficiently as others, for instance, not everybody enjoys it. So um, you have to be really honest to yourself. Is this something you want to do? Am I the right person for that? And if yes, now you know the social competencies that are needed. Thank you, <clears throat> Thank you so much, Lily. That is really, really helpful. And now I would like to jump to a completely different topic mm -hmm. that you had alluded to in your five facts. You have recently returned from your parental leave. And for people um, watching us today or listening to us, I am very curious, reflecting back on your mm -hmm. parental leave experience, what kind of transferable skills have you learned or, you know, that you can bring back or that you feel you brought back to business or soft skills? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned before, right, that I was uh, on parental leave for a year. Yes. And I'm so, so grateful that it was possible with my employer. And um, it was a really intense time. But before I can answer the question, I think I have to tell you first um, about myself. Like, I'm a very organized person. I love structures. I love making lists and plans and executing on them and setting goals for myself and reaching them. It's so much fun. It's part of my personality, I would say. But then with a newborn, uh, well, you just uh, learn uh, about a different side of life. Um, so the first months as a mom, um, I really had to learn to improvise and to embrace unexpected situations. Um, I think making midterm or long-term plans with a newborn, it's almost always doomed to fail. Um, it's, it's really difficult. And um, I, I remember I had times where I thought, oh my God, Everything that I've experienced in my professional life so far has not been this demanding or challenging. And uh, it was a great learning for me. So I learned to, um, yeah, be ready or just embrace those unpredictable situations and um, play it by ear, trust my gut feeling. And I did that. And it turned out that um, everything worked out just fine. And um, yeah, it was a big learning for me. And now that I'm back at work, I returned uh, two months ago. Um, I feel like I'm more laid back and also more, um, yeah, more relaxed. And it feels like it's, it's, it's more satisfying to work like this, um, not to stress so much and don't worry too much, but um, it gave me the skill of just be ready for any situation and um, just deep dive into it. And uh, yeah, that, 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 I would say I'd learned that from my time at home. <laughs> That's awesome. And now, you know, for anybody... Um, who might be in a what I might call a pre-family situation? Do you, based on your experience, what tips could you give them? You know that you might have liked to have known before that situation. I was in a very lucky situation. I think um, I can only speak for myself, but there were two things that were quite helpful. 
first of all, you need a partner who is um, very supportive and who's also willing to share like almost the equal amount of um, child caring and also household chores. So that was really helpful. And second is, um, you know, working for a company that is especially family friendly and also uh, that encourages you to spend time with your family or yeah, that isn't just accepting it, but really encourages you to do so because those companies know it's also part of your life. You're not just a worker, right? You're not just an employee. You're more than that. And um, that was really helpful. So if anybody is planning on having a family, just try to find an employer that supports that too. Thank you so much. And this is actually a perfect segue to my um, final question. And like, you know, from your own experience, somebody who um, might be looking to um, apply for their first position, what kind of tips would you give them based on your own um, experience? Mm -hmm. mm, of course, it's important to find a job that matches your interests, your skills and your strengths and um, ideally also pays your bills. Um, but I think in the long run, it's really important to find a company with the right culture um, because that makes you stick around longer. It's If it's like an appreciative culture, if it's open, if it's really people-centric, um, that really does help a lot. And I always recommend other people who are in job, go into job interviews um, when they are, you know, when they're done answering the questions of the interviewer and then it's their turn to ask their questions. Um, slip in some questions to find out more about the company culture. So for instance, it could be something like, how do you support and motivate your team? Or in this company, how and when do you give feedback and how do you receive feedback? But um, I used to work as a recruiter before for many years, and um, I received this really, really interesting question and I, from a candidate, and it was really, really great. They asked me, um, tell me why do you enjoy working at this company? And I love that because I get to talk about the culture here and um, it seemed like that person was really interested in who we are and how we work here. And uh, yeah, that was definitely something that I would advise younger people who um, are looking for the first job, look at the culture as well. These are great tips and advice. So thank you so much. Now, um, because our theme is it's possible i've asked all my guests if they could please you know have a it's possible statement for um our show so do you have an it's possible statement i actually do um and it's also related to job sharing top sharing being a parent so i think if you're in the right environment also in the right company culture that is um open that is um supportive and also if you surround yourself with supportive people i think it's possible to work part-time but still have it all that is awesome thank you and now um is there anything that we haven't covered today that you would like to share with our audience? Mm, well, I'm, I'm just glad that um, you create this platform for people like us to talk about topics that might not be um, on the agenda of people, on the radar, I mean, um, that are not so obvious, especially for young professionals and also for graduates. I mean, I never thought about job sharing when I graduated like 10 years ago. Um, and it's always good to, to get those insights from people who are 
um, who are knowledgeable of this topic. And um, yeah, I just think that it, it's great to keep an open mind here. And um, I think that's really helpful that you offer this platform for that. Thank you so much. And now how can people find you on social media, Lily? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, just contact me if you have any questions. You can also find my thesis, um, my research on top sharing that I published this year. It's in German though, but if you don't speak German, if you have any questions, just feel free to touch base with me via LinkedIn then. Um, I can, I don't know, Karen, I can uh, share my link to the thesis um, with you. Maybe you can put it in the show notes or something. Yes, yes. So the audience can find it there as well. Absolutely. I will definitely do this. Thank you so much. Yes. And um, it's been such a wonderful time talking to you. And as it is the final um, episode for the Kareemans, I'm really glad, as you had said, that young professionals have had the opportunity to learn from so many professionals across so many different topics. And one of the reasons I created this is exactly what you said. I wish when I was much younger that I would have thought and heard much more about different parts to a job search that I honestly never thought about. And so I've been super appreciative that, you know, everybody was willing to talk and share their insights. So thank you so much, Lily, that you were able to share about top sharing, about job sharing, and your experience coming back after parental leave. Thank you so much, Karen. It was a lot of fun and it's always a pleasure working with you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lily. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye!